0: Hey there, welcome. This is Diamira Rose D'Agostino and you are listening to Elemental Whispers podcast. This episode today is going to be the second and final part of my conversation with Tansy Bajant. I am really looking forward to sharing with you this final segment because we dive in to living as fairy, how she has experienced fairy in her being, living as fairy how she is journeying that. And I also chime in on my own experiences. And in some ways, our experiences are very similar. There is a lot of times where we note how much we can relate to what the other person is saying. And then there are other times that we notice how uniquely fairy expresses through each of us. And through each person who really allows their fairy heart to awaken, they will find something very similar, I imagine. So it's a really beautiful exploration of this walk. And we also talk about the web of weird and how the web of weird is connected to fairy and also what role it plays in time. Line living. Linear versus nonlinear chronological versus cyclical living. Now remember you can find Tansy and connect with her at her website at Tansyalexandra dot com. So that's www.tansyalexandra.com. dot com. And she's also on Instagram. Her handle is at Tansy underscore Alexandra. So I want to go ahead and get into the conversation. I do have some updates to share, but you'll be able to find those at the end of the episode in the closing. All right, time to listen in and see where the conversation took us. there is such beauty and truth in what you're sharing. The piece about belonging. I don't know if I give that aspect of this work enough airtime or enough importance, and yet as you're saying this, I'm having my own experience of I don't think I've ever thought about this, but probably the greatest gift that having that fairy soul remembrance for myself when when that happened for me and then owning that, that, was the greatest gift of that experience was belonging. It was like... And there's like this, you know, Is as, as much as I, when I was a little girl, I had, uh, you know, I always loved because I had, I came from all these different cultures. So, you know, my parents joked around, they're like, you're a mutt. <laughs> That's not a very nice thing to say, but we have so many um different ethnicities woven between my mom and my dad. I mean, there's probably at least eight or nine different uh, different lineages and ethnicities. And when I was really young, I loved that because I thought, oh, wow, I'm like a rainbow woman. I have, you know, I just, like the world is my is my home. And I just had this real sense of freedom around that. But as I got older, I found also It was, I felt diluted in some way. Like I, I didn't have a strong, you know, the Italians seemed to always be the loudest in my family (laughs) in terms of just that culture was very much, it took over a lot of our family's life. And so that really stood out strong, but there was always this feeling of, wow, I wish we had more practices or I wonder what my ancestors going way, 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 way back like how they were connected. So I didn't have that. And in the beginning of my early spiritual journey, I remember I, I part of my wounding, what got me into the spiritual journey was that I wanted to be special. I write about this in my book. I just wanted to be special. And of course, we're all special, but I had to go on a whole journey of years to figure that out. Um, And so when I had that fairy, the fairy soul remembrance, I had been on this age-long quest of like, who am I, what's my identity, and what's my purpose? And I was searching for, you know, I was searching in different spiritual traditions and all kinds of things. And this fairy soul awakening for me came unbidden. And when it did, it was like all of the years of that incessant searching calmed down so much. And there was such a peace inside of me. I just felt so like, it doesn't even matter because I know who I am now. I know who I am. And so I don't think I ever really made the connection to how important the piece about belonging is to the fairy journey, at least to mine and obviously to yours. And I mean, it's extraordinary that you've just named this because I think we're all searching for belonging. And especially in the world where we live in, where more and more we feel like we're maybe moving away from belonging to anything. We're just clinging for any scrap of belonging and rootedness. And what a gift, what an absolute gift that this belonging offers the belonging of the fairy soul remembrance. And when you were describing the forest, And how you know you would be in these places, and the feeling that I got was one of like this desire to merge with. I mean, I often have felt that. I don't know if this is how you experienced it or would describe it, but there's this desire to like almost like bring the forest or the the place in nature that you feel, the place in the land or somewhere that you feel like that sense of fairy magic home like i call it it's like a sense of longing but it's almost like the longing is almost for that transient moment in time it feels fulfilled satiated and it's like you want i want to bring it all into me and just kind of consume it and be consumed by it and and just merge with it and never leave and and yet there is the invitation of Oh, right, right. But we incarnated in this human journey for a reason. And like, like in the human body, I mean, and like, okay, so if I'm not going back there and I'm not going home, meaning home to fairy, then I guess I'm going forward. The only answer for me, and I'm just curious, I'm sharing this like of my own journey. It's making me think about it in a different way. And I want to hear like how like if any of this lands or if you see it in a different way. But for me, it was almost like for the longest time as I had that deep connection to fairy, before I had the full fairy soul remembrance, for me, there was this longing that I would feel when I would touch fairy. And this was, like I said, before I really claimed, oh, I am fairy, there was a longing. And it was like a longing for home. I just wanted to go back home. Because I didn't fit in, like you, what you named, fairy does not fit in a box. We break boxes. I mean, I feel like that's our gift. Except that's like the biggest um, paradox. I'm gonna come full circle, but like that's the biggest paradox. It's like the world wants to create like this rigidity of boxes, a box around us, and it's like that's where we. We wither. I wither in a box, and I like the regular traditional structures of of school and education. And I withered. <laughs> I withered in all of so many of the societal structures, and then that made me believe there was something wrong with me, and because I didn't fit in to where everybody else was just fitting in, and even in in work and corporate and stuff, like I I withered, and I didn't fit in there either, and so there's this questioning of what's wrong with me until until we claim who we are. And then it's like we abandon all need to have to Return to that and and it like have to fit ourselves into that in any way fit ourselves into the societal box We can just break free of it and be ourselves and what happens in the process It feels like for me is that that was the moment when It's not that I don't long for fairy but now it's like I don't long for something out there anymore because the longing is within me. Like I am the longing. I am like fairy. So I am both the longing and the beauty and the joy. Like it's all living within me. And so now I'm like, oh, there's no place to go anymore. I'm not meant to return to fairy because I am fairy. And I'm just like radiating fairy out. I'm like filling it like through my energy I'm, uh, I'm just seeing like the atoms all around me, like filling with fairy light and fairy energy. Like I'm filling out the space around me. So I am curious if any of that made sense. <laughs> and if, if you've had any of that experience of what I'm talking about.
1: Yes, to say <laughs> very simply, yes, I'm with you the whole way. Um, I think... I think my experience like in the woods I don't know if it's quite the same in terms of the dissolving into but it's the not being human in it's being in because it's always the human part of myself and oh I just have to go and I'm gonna have to walk home and you know or like I I see how beautiful the grass looks and I just want to like kind of fall into it but just feel the softness like but kind of embracing it but not being necessarily of it but then being able to kind of manoeuvre in it but instead, you know, the grass is like tickling my face and like that's kind of putting in my back and I'm like, oh, the body, like I just feel like I'm not in relationship. You know, I'm just so aware of the body and I'm like, oh, and then I have to walk home and actually I'm quite hungry and it's like all of these kind of human things that get in my mind and I think, God, it's just taking away from, I just want to be here. I just want to live in this space and I want to be of this space, like this is home. And instead, I'm like clunking around in this like body that's like uncomfortable and doesn't want to lay out, you know, all night under the moon, because I would get cold. And I think, oh, so I think in that sense, like, so very close, but like, almost, uh, but the same. And then, you know, the human experience, it is challenging. It's like, you know, we're in this kind of, this linear experience, which as I was sort of speaking to before, which I've always found really difficult. It's like remi- remembering things in a linear way and um, moving forward in a linear way. Where do you want to go? And it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, gosh, like, I, I don't even know what's gonna happen tomorrow. How can you tell me, like, how can I determine what's gonna, where I want to go? Um, and even when I did decide I wanna do this, I wanna, you know, save the world or become, you know, lawyer and then it doesn't work out it's like well why did I invest in that like it's not linear I I'm in I'm in a kind of complex system where I can't decide all of these things and I felt that I was not of I don't know if I was I felt like I wasn't of this time I wasn't I didn't feel like I belonged I was always the black sheep you know the slightly weird one (laughs) and um I would immerse myself, like I was, you know, I I had friends, so it wasn't that I just, I had to kind of quieten down a lot of the parts of myself. Um, But I always did have that feeling of wanting to immerse myself in fantasy. So I loved fairy tale books. Like I had, like my whole wall was of fairy tales and like fantasy, like mystical spaces. And I could just see it in my mind and I hated coming back. And I also have a really vivid dream space. And I find it very difficult. My mum would always say when I'd wake up in the morning, I didn't know who she was. And it's the same way now. I don't, I'm in such a different reality. So every day I come back to this reality, but I spend the whole night in other realities and they're so vivid and I remember them. So it's a really difficult transition to bring myself back to this space. But what that made me realize was that I operate in a lot of different places. I'm quite dynamic. And I think the things just like you, that if I'm in a routine or I have to do something really monotonous or I know exactly what's gonna happen in a week, two weeks, five weeks, I just shrink and shrivel because I'm aware that I can, that my life isn't like that. And actually I can claim that. And I think the more that I've claimed that I am, like you said, like I would call for kind of this home in this other space, whereas now I feel like I'm really in tune with my own energy. And I can, I can call back on like what I've been born with, the powers I've been born with, I can recognize in other people, what powers they have, what gifts they have to bring. And we are all these incredible, unique beings and home is like you say, it's like here, it's belonging within our skin, it's belonging within ourself. And now I can go out to those places that feel fay and I can kind of throw some flowers into the river and I don't have to feel like I need to be immersed. I can just be in. And like the other day I got carried away with d- dandelion picking. I got really excited with like cooking with dandelions and I went running around my garden, like digging up roots and like picking all like the flowers that call to me, I'm like not you, you, not you, you. And I got so excited. And I actually did share a reel. And then Adam goes, I don't know, you know, I understand that you really had a wonderful day playing in the garden. But um, I don't know how dandelions have anything to do with, you know, the fact that you're an intuitive counsellor, shamanic healer, um, tarot reader. You know, it's not like, that's not what people expect. And I'm like, but it's what I love to do. It's like part of who I am. So it's like, I still can't fit in a box. I still can't fit in the You are the tarot reader box. You should just be showing tarot readings or you should just be showing shamanic healings. I'm like, but that's not me. I'm, you know, I will spend an entire morning just like, you know, kind of playing with like cleansing my crystals and doing little spells. And, you know, that's what you asked at the beginning. You said about living an enchanted life. What does that mean? And it's like, it doesn't feel like it's an enchanted life. It feels like I am living my truth and I am following my heart. And my heart, as it has always been as a child, is magic and nature. And so as long as I have magic and nature in my life, I feel fulfilled and I feel joyful. And that might be... Yeah, playing in the garden, like picking, harvesting apples. Uh, It might be, you know, laying with my hand in the little river and looking up at the trees. It may be, you know, healing people, like working with people, bringing them into their own power and like connecting intuitively, going on soul journeys, dream healing. You know, I, it's, and learning more about like the fae, the magic, the dragons, like, because in this moment, I'm gathering it and like the world is available for you to kind of to kind of bring the magic in. And so it really comes back to I was born with who I would always be, but I didn't. I, it took me my whole life to come back to it. And now the enchanted living is essentially living like I would have wanted to as a child, living in a fairy cottage in a fairy landscape. Calling and singing to the moon because I feel like it. And I know she's there and I know she's, you know, speaking to me. It's like it's feeling the living energy in all things and you are communicating with them. That is magic. That is being in relationship to the Fae, to nature. And I think it doesn't feel like I live magically. I just don't live in this kind of boxed, linear way that other people I see living. I can't live like that. I can only live in this enchanted way. I don't know if I answered your question actually. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
0: Yes, you did answer. So I wanna wanna point out and highlight one of the things that you said, which was um, you talked about, you know, your partner making the comment about like, cause you were picking the dandelions and you were so in your joy and you shared that. And then the, the, the question of the age old question that we get from so many, I, I mean, you know, business coaches and stuff, well, what does that have to do with, you know, your, the work that you're doing in the world? And the more and more I am with this, this inquiry for me, I'm like, that's exactly what you should be sharing because, you know, The truth is, and take any profession you you want, like pick, of course, like we can say life coach because that's part of what you do, life coach, meditation teacher, and you could list any number of ones. We'll just do that one. There are so many life coaches slash meditation teachers slash tarot readers, but what makes somebody choose you? It's because of your magic. It's because of that beautiful energy that comes through that for whatever reason will have this strike a resonant chord with somebody else. Like I feel like by us being us, going back to what we were saying about being us and for some, the fairy energy, that's, that's not the resonant, like that's not their medicine that they need, right? There are people that's not the medicine that they want or need, but for other people, by us being us, again, like I work with flower essences. Why does somebody choose to work with me? There's a hundred flower essence practitioners. Because I'm fairy. Because I'm not just a flower essence practitioner. Because I weave the threads of the ancient forest to bring people into the fairy portal of their own heart. That... And you (laughs) literally have... I mean... Your fairy magic, the way that you, and I got to experience Tansy's beautiful meditations because she would lead a meditation at the beginning of each of our calls. And so Tansy, your meditations, again, there are many meditation teachers, the meditations, the way that you lead a meditation, you bring people into the depth of their heart and their body. And it's so it's not funny, but ironic. Like, of course, one of the fairy conditions is like, we have a problem, like we are challenged by the body, right? The body can become this restrictive thing that we have to come into relationship with usually, hopefully throughout our journey, because the body is, it's our beautiful temple, right? And so it's that journey of coming into relationship. And as much, for as much as you shared how you've had that challenge of being in that relationship with the body, yet you bring people so deeply into their body through your meditations. It is absolute pure love. Like that is the space that you hold and cultivate. It's like you wield all of the love of creation and you channel that into a sacred space that you then like, yeah. And then meditation is like the thing that you're doing that you're saying you're doing. And of course you are doing that. Of course you're doing that. And there's so much more, there's you. And I feel like, I I don't know, I just wanted to speak to that because I feel like so many people, like there's that long inquiry and about, What we should be sharing and how we should be sharing ourselves, and should we be compartmentalizing ourselves in the squares for Instagram? And you know, like, oh, and how do we curate who we are to share it? Like, and then there's just the truth of who we are, and like being able to not, like, our whole life, society has tried to inhibit our expression. And then, what a great disservice if we then led a life where we inhibited our own by stuffing ourselves into the same box that we never fit into, that we never, now it's just it's not a box no longer, it's a square on Instagram. And now we got to stuff ourselves into the square on Instagram. I don't know. I just feel like there's so much, there's so much truth and importance here to this piece. And, um, And this last little this last little piece is, you know, I was thinking of like recently the people, I'm on so many people's email lists and stuff. And the people that I love the most being on their email list is people who actually share a little bit of themselves. Like if I'm on an astrologer's email list or if I'm on uh, whatever, it literally could be something that has nothing to do with like spirit work. It could be something totally different, but an herbalist or whatever. It if I'm on somebody's list, if all they're sharing with me is like some, you know, dry tips and tools or some whatever, you know, beautifully written blog. And I love a beautifully written blog (laughs) like nobody else. But if that's all they're sharing and they're not sharing them, I get very bored. I want actually, I want to know and experience and feel that person. Otherwise, why are they any different than any of the other thousand people out there um, that do are doing whatever that same thing is. And so I just want to commend you for sharing yourself on Instagram, on whatever platform you share yourself on, because you know what? We (laughs) and I'm speaking, I know for a lot of people, we want Dandelions. (laughs) We're not just dandelions. We wouldn't care about dandelions for the sake of dandelions. If they bring you joy and that's who you are, I want dandelions then. (laughs) I want the thing that makes you so you that it just like pops you right like out of whatever, you know, shell that again, we sometimes squish ourselves into. So yeah, I just really wanted to honor that, that I love that you share all of you and i feel that sharing all of you is such a great like you sharing tansy that you are sharing tansy with the world is such a great gift it is literally such a gift
1: well thank you for saying that and it's funny that you say that because i feel like that's the difficult part is um I feel like I claim who I am, and I feel like when I'm in relationship with people, we both honor who the other one is. You know, I really honor everyone that I work with, and I don't even really call them clients, like everyone becomes a friend i I so attend to and honor them in their process, and I think we all feel that in whether it's a class or an individual client or you know whatever it is. It's like we are all honoring one another in our own growth. And I love that I can support and help, but I do find the publicity piece very difficult because I cannot articulate the wholeness. Like we were talking about that linear, like, it's like, okay, but you have to put the next picture and then the next one, and how does that relate? And what do you want to say? And I'm like, I've got so much to say, but it has to fit in one minute and 30 seconds. It's like, (laughs) okay, I'm not good at that. So it's, it's, it's such an interesting piece, because I feel like I don't often fully like when it comes to just publicity, like, or people who don't know me, I don't know that I fully bring everything that I am through. So as you were saying that I was like, again, there's a more of a permission to, to do that to not, yeah, not to use this as another reason to like box me that like, I've claimed my own self. And I claim that for others and I show people how they can claim it for themselves, but how to turn that around, to publicize that is very difficult. And um, I'm still, I'm going to admit it, like I'm still learning how to do that. If you ask me a question, I will be so, you know, I'll be authentic in the sense that I don't have anything to hide, I am sharing who I am. I have no qualms about that, it's who I am. And I will share my light if you ask me to support you, help you, anything, you know, I'm there. But in terms of then showcasing myself, writing a bio, I'm like, oh my gosh, that I still find challenging. Um, so and maybe the listeners, I hope that there's other people out there who feel the same, but I'm sure there are.
0: It is such a journey and such a practice. I mean, I am forever evolving and fine-tuning and what I feel was fine-tuned into a great extraordinary collage of perfection today, tomorrow I will chuck it in the <laughs> the waste bin of the universe because I'm like, yep, that was so yesterday. I am definitely not feeling that any longer. I mean, and and really social media is such um All of these platforms are such an interesting dance. And, um, to me, they're a, they have been a constant, um, invitation for me to clarify and to return, clarify and return, meaning that I will often share something. And I do this in my email too, with email with people, I share something and then at some point I'm like, well, wait, you know, is that how, really how I want to be sharing? Oh, was I coming from this place or that place? And I really don't want to be coming from that place. And then I like tweak it and fine tune it. And then tomorrow I show up in a different way. And I'm like, you know, the people who are here for my chameleon and my chameleon is not trying to be like other people. It's trying to be more and more like myself each and every day in a world that doesn't really encourage that in a world that of flashy social media that wants you to stand out but in a very you know inauthentic and fake way just to get you know likes and attention and stuff and so the practice to me i say it's a practice because it's like this invitation for me to keep coming back to myself and to trust that you know what today maybe the way that i shared wasn't a total like the best way that I could have, you know, it was like, oh, I shared me, but sometimes I share me more. You know, sometimes I feel like me comes forward clearer, truer, more authentically. And other times I'm like, yeah, that was kind of me, but it skated the surface or whatever. And I'm like, I don't I don't think any of us have the answers. I think we're in new territory. And the key is to just keep coming back to our hearts and to keep showing up for ourselves more than anybody else and continuing to uh, give ourselves total permission to just align and refine each time and trust that it's a journey and we're not perfect and we're perfect in our imperfection. And it's, it's, it's the journey. So no, I love that. Of course, <laughs> I understand that it's a process and yeah, um, I have one more question and this is going back to something you said earlier. It's a curiosity more than anything is that you've mentioned a couple times the way that you journey time, that how time, uh, is non-linear the way that you experience it. And sometimes that if just left to your own devices, again, that can be a really free flowing, beautiful, fun, enjoyable way of being. But when, you know, sort of forced to become super linear, that can be a real challenge. I am curious, what part do you feel, if any, that the web of weird plays in that?
1: In terms of how I structure my life, you mean?
0: Yeah. Like, so you're one of the only people that I have heard refer to, you know, talk about weird as well. I mean in the in the real sense, in the true sense. Like we're talking about WYRD. And and for me, the more I deepen into weird, I find which for me is in some ways like the web of destiny and I find that it is deeply interconnected with fairy. I feel that fairy weaves, you know, the three fates, and like weave with the web of weird. And so you are not the first one. I am, I have the same thing. And so many people that have fairy energy have this same thing. And it's not, I'm not talking about like using some excuse for like not wanting to... Deal with time and time boundaries, and all. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about very much like we are able to work in a very nonlinear way. And I'm just curious if, upon embracing that, if you find that embracing that way of life of nonlinear living brings you somehow closer to the web of weird or or puts you in some sort of relationship or do you, i don't even know what i'm asking but there's something
1: <laughs> yeah i think i know what you mean so and i would say yes in working in the way that i do i feel closer to the weird because i give space to it so to explain that i guess is um if everything was planned out and everything happened in the way that it was supposed to happen in the way that I had planned it in my diary, for example. You don't leave room for the magic. You don't leave room for the synchronicity. So I often say to people who are over kind of controlling, which is often a protective measure in their life for security, they may be like trying to control everything. You're not leaving room for the magic and the mystery to come through and to give you the gifts that you maybe wouldn't have had if you hadn't um, been so controlled. And I noticed that like I, when I wrote my dissertation for my master's, it's a 20,000 word dissertation about law. And everyone I spoke to would write was writing it in a consecutive order. Introduction, chapter one, chapter two, you know, as you go. And I was like, I'm writing it all at the same time. I write, I wrote every single chapter and sections all at the same time. So I just come there and I would decide at any moment, what do I feel like? writing about do I feel like writing about this area this area or this area and then I would kind of choose that and then as I was researching I'm like oh this section fits in with a section way back there and so I would sort of circle that and like add it to a pile that would go into say chapter two and then I would but I'd be researching chapter seven and then as I would be kind of playing with even thinking that I had finished chapter seven while I'm still writing chapter two, you know, something I would listen to something on the radio, you know, I'd, I'd hear something strange come through. Like, oh, that really relates. And I would suddenly like shift everything around and put it in again. And so it built itself up over time. And I feel like I was a conduit rather than a director. I kind of conduited what needed to go in. And You know, we all did it. I was the only one who did it completely different. And I think people thought, oh my gosh, like, what are you going to hand in? And we all got, I was really fortunate that I happened to be around a group who we all got distinctions. And I was one of only two people in my entire course, which had been running for like 15 years, who'd ever got a distinction. So what I'm saying is that just because I did it differently, it doesn't mean that I was doing it wrong. I was just doing it in the way that I, that worked for me because I was engaged And what that offered was also an additional level of information coming through that wouldn't have been available if I had started at the beginning and ended at the end, because I wouldn't have left room for all of the information that I found out at the end that I didn't know at the beginning. And I would say that I do my life in a similar way. So also when things come up, when people have to cancel or I have to cancel, you know, ideally like not too last minute, but things happen and I'm very aware of timing. I'm like, that's okay. It's the right It's not the right time. We're not supposed to meet then. And with like, I often, I'm quite lucky because I have a lot of clients in America. So most of my work is at night. So I plan it so that I don't start work until 12. And I allow myself the entire morning. If I've had like a really intense dream, I lay there and I journal or I lay there and I just feel or I go off and I like do deep meditations or I do crystal magic or I play in the garden And I also set alarms during the day of like when something has to happen so that I can be free to experience throughout the day without going always looking at my watch. When do I have to be at somewhere next? Because I'm not in linear time, so I don't know when two o'clock is going to come. So I have to keep looking at my watch to be like, is it two? Is it two? Which just distracts me if I know I've set my alarm for like quarter to two. I'll be ready, you know, for whatever I need to do after two, then I can play and whatever takes me in that time, I allow it to take me because very often when I've le- arrived at that thing that I need to do at two, whatever I've just experienced, it's the right thing to come in in that moment. I gathered something in that moment that wanted to be brought in. So when, we, when you talk about the web of weird, it's happening all around us. We are part of this web. And the more you try to control it, the more you aren't letting it weave itself in a way that it wants to be woven. And things will kind of catch you off guard. But, oh, I'm so annoyed. It didn't go the way I thought it was gonna go. And it's like, it's weird. Why do you <laughs> don't, you know, accept that, like go with it. Like something magical will be coming out of this. Even in the darkest times, even in the heart through the hardest things there's always something to be found. We cannot be protected from suffering. It's actually how we approach it. And so, you know, it's like, we're kind of in this dance and the more space you give to the dance, the more openness you give, the more in harmony you are. And like, that's something I've really learned is it's okay that I don't do things the way other people do it, but I've worked my life to match my way. and I'm just the same as you, by the way. And like, I have an idea. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And Adams says, I live by the moon. So two and a half days later, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I I want to do this. So anything I do, I have to. If I sit down to write a blog, I have to get it finished. Then I've known this. If I leave it, I'll I will, I'll I won't be interested in that. Like in two days. And if something is going to take me long time, I have to make sure I can do it within two days. Otherwise, I'll lose interest. So it's a really like the bigger meta things, not so much, but like a blog or something. I really need to kind of focus when the energy is prime and when it's not prime, it's it's gone, it's lost. Never mind. Off off I go to something else. So yeah. I this is think. so
0: perfect. So what you just shared is gold. And that's exactly what I wanted, except I didn't even know what I wanted. I just knew that there was something. So I'm like, oh the case in point. This is an ex- a meta. Example of what I was just talking about. I wanted something where you I knew you were supposed to say something about weird. I didn't know what it was supposed to be. What you just shared is absolute beyond my wildest imaginings. Of I just feel like there was so many, the whole thing was pure gold. I was gonna say there are so many gems, but I'm like, no, no, the whole thing was gold. And so thank you so much. It was perfect. It was perfect. I mean, it was both perfect in the way that you articulated the actual reality of living in that way. And then also I loved the the way the the little tips that you shared that are working for you, like even setting an alarm, something as simple as, as that allows you to deepen into... How your natural system, your energy runs and how your rhythm is, and you give yourself permission to experience that and you just have to make this tiny little, you know, 3D adjustment, which is setting an alarm, and then you get to give yourself that full body permission of having that experience that works best for you and your system. So I mean, thats just that's so beautiful. Thank you so much.
1: I'm glad it landed. I think for some people it would seem very strange. So it feels good to be able to share, yeah, myself and my wholeness.
0: (laughs) I want, speaking of wholeness, I want to know, is there anything else that you want to share from your wholeness before we complete?
1: I don't think so. I think really, maybe when you said that, I just thought of what what it felt like to... To be that young girl, and to kind of come back into this presence of where I'm at, like this connection to that that young self, and realizing that I had everything that I needed in myself, and it was really a process of remembering, and allowing, and giving myself permission to be me. And I think that's possibly the piece that I would just encourage in everybody is just to is just to really um, is to listen to what you need, who you are, and to give yourself permission to live from that space, even if it seems strange or odd, just trying different things to see what works best for you. And I would also, I think we spoke about it on my podcast, but just that link to, um, to nature and to the earth and just noticing it from my own journey of, you know, when I picked up the sword And then when I picked up with that sword judgment on others and on myself, I was quickly shaken out of, you know, I was quickly made to drop that sword. I was quickly made to stop with any ego, any judgment on others, any sense that I knew what was best for the world. And I think that's part of the weird. We have to trust the cycles. We have to trust the weird. We trust where we are, why we were born, when we were born what we are experiencing and it doesn't mean that you let you know horrible things happen if there's something that you can do to sort of to be a support but it's really about living in your love and truth rather than trying to in any way kind of control i don't know if i'm explaining this well but it's like living in relationship with nature rather than condemning people for how they are with nature I feel like there's this we kind of people get on this sort of um there's a there's an attacking space or a defensive space and it feels very there's a hard edgedness and I feel that with nature there's like a wanting to soften into to be in relationship to to listen rather than to dictate and I feel like that's part of everything it's like listening to yourself listening to the world around you listening to You know, that's how I work with people. It's like I listen to what their body, what their soul is speaking to me. I'm listening. And sometimes we need to be more in the listening than we are in the kind of the taking control of the actioning against. Um, I think, yeah, that's probably my last piece that I would say.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to weave in this very last piece because they're very loud, but the oak trees are surrounding us and they keep bringing forward the acorn. And I'm like, oh, it's what you've been speaking of, Tansy. It's the blueprint for who you were who you are lived inside you like the whole time. Like it lives inside each of us, like our sacred blueprint. And the acorn has no problem growing into the oak tree. It's always been there. Like the blueprint for growing into that oak tree, the map has always been inside it. It's nowhere else, but inside it. And I just feel like It's like, yeah, there's this beautiful blessing from the oak trees and all trees right now of like, remember that inside you, like in our hearts is that blueprint for who we are. And thank you for being who you are fully. Thank you for being so brave and courageous and vulnerable to come on here and share in this way, to share all the things that you've shared today. I treasure them. And I know that everybody that is listening will find so much beauty and magic and inspiration in everything that you've shared today. So I want you to share with everyone where they can connect with you.
1: Thank you, dear Mira. Um, And I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast and allowing me to speak so candidly with you, um, my fairy sister. It's beautiful. Um, So how anyone can reach me. So my website is tansyalexandra.com. And on Instagram, I am tansy underscore Alexandra. And they're probably the best ways to uh, find me, reach out to me.
0: And are there any programs or any offerings happening right now in this moment that people might be able to connect with or get excited about?
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, So actually I'm putting out um, a kind of tarot. So focusing my little boxed piece uh, is on Patreon. I'm offering this sort of tarot sequence. So, um, with circles with workshops where there's taught and practical elements and then a chance to do apprenticeship so following along with a um, an a- apprenticeship course that I've I've done before and that it will come out uh, steadily over time and with one-to-one mentorship with me so um, if you go to my website you will find the link to patreon so if you're interested in deepening into tarot and exploring your relationship to communicating with the cosmos through the tarot so it's really a direct form of communication and we have been given such a gift in this tool of tarot and i can help you unlock that in yourself intuitively but also seeing that in the cards like what is what is the universe trying to communicate with you so if you're interested in going down that path with me then all of that is offered on patreon and um just to say I also do have a podcast called this weird world it's a little bit temperamental which keeps to my (laughs) it's called this weird world so let's just (laughs) imagine that we're in the weird timings (laughs) so it's not always that consistent but it's there
0: and I will of course, link to all of those things in the show notes, including the podcast and including the episode that we did because we've mentioned it a couple of times. So those offerings sound exquisite and you're exquisite. I love you, my fairy sister. Thank you so much for playing with me in this way.
1: Thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: That concludes Tansy's and my beautiful conversation. I hope you enjoyed this journey and hearing another perspective on what it is to claim fairy and walk with that energy and knowing in one's heart. Any of the links or resources that we mentioned throughout the conversation can be found in description area of the podcast. Now, I promised you some updates. The main update that I want to share is that it has been brought to my attention by a dear friend of mine that I have secret offerings that most people don't know about. So if you go to my website, there's a few beautiful offerings that you can see available there, but The main offering that I share, which is the Flower Temple, it's a three to six month journey where you are held in the heart of New Avalon. We journey this together virtually over a three to six month period of time. You're held in the New Avalon Star Garden container, and this is for people who are both awakening into their connection with fairy, and also for people who are deepening into their relationship with the sacred realms of Gaia, and you want to weave this way of being into your everyday life. So, Being in relationship with the sacred realms of this planetary consciousness is an absolute privilege. And as we walk this path, this path that is filled with miracles and magic and enchantment, where we are becoming aware and maybe even confident in our spiritual gifts in an expanded way of perceiving the world around us. One of the things that I notice, both it clearly has come up for me in my own personal journey, and also I have seen it countless times in Clients and students that I were, have worked with over the years is that the more we deepen on this path, it seems that our woundings, blockages, and unresolved and stuck patterns and imprints become more amplified. And the only way I can explain that is as we feel the love from the spirit world reflected to us, love being the strongest energy in the universe brings up anything unlike itself for healing. So just as important as awakening our gifts, as opening into this fuller expanded way of perceiving reality this expanded consciousness it is also critical that we take responsibility for these shadowed places within us so that we can be a clear channel a clear vessel for heaven on earth for the magic that lives within your sacred heart temple to pour forth in a clear and unfiltered way so that it blesses the world around you. So the work that I am really passionate to share is how to bring the magic into the everyday, how to let it flow forth, And we can only do that if we begin to look at some of these woundings that are so very common for those of us on the spiritual path. And what's so beautiful about this work is that we don't have to do it alone. Not only do I work with a holy and very high vibrational sacred host of spirit allies just waiting to support those I work with and bring healing in ways that sometimes the human world cannot. But also these journeys, part of these journeys are flower essences. And I'm using flower in a very free way because obviously most of you know my essence formulas are not just flowers, but they are also trees and sacred places and other elemental beings like fairy kings and queens and elven beings, dragons. So whatever is called for, for the co-created potion that comes forward after each, each session for the client. And so this is a very held container and it's very supported by Me by New Avalon and also by the spirit realms. So if this is something that you are feeling very called to explore, then Simply send me an email at connect at rose.com and we'll go from there. I can share with you more information. We can potentially hop on a call and connect. So that's the first update. And then the second one is that I am going to start offering one-on-one private in-person retreats here at New Avalon. I imagine I may start those as early as mid-July. And this is a way of experiencing the energies and the healing vortex that has been created here by the spirits and beings that are of this land and also those who have gathered here for the purposes of healing and relational exploration to walk on these lands And to be in ceremony and be held in a healing container on these lands is nothing short of transformational. There have been a number of people, friends, and clients that have come here and have experienced profound changes in consciousness in the way that they are in relationship to spirit. To fairy to the sacred realms of Gaia. They have experienced beautiful initiations and many activations have occurred for them in their journey, in their life. So that's something that you're interested in. Best to reach out on the earlier side. My email is the perfect way to connect and just share your interest and we can begin a dialogue about this offering if you wish to explore it further connect at diamirarose.com all right my loves i am sending you a splash of fairy magic and deep heart enchantment from the heart of the ancient forest until next time